There is so much more that goes into running a business than actually running a business. (laughs) The energy that you have for work is so dependent on being able to talk about your mental health and support yourself. It's not just about giving yourself time for a bubble bath once in a while or a mani-pedi. It's about real conversations, getting real support from your partner or from others in your life so that you have this space to create, to achieve those professional and personal goals so that you have an identity separate from your family system so that you can better serve your family system. Hey, 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 magic makers. Kelsey Foremost here, the host of Find Your Magic, the podcast where entrepreneurship and mental health meet. I am thrilled to welcome a guest I slid into her DMs about a week and a half ago, and I just cannot get enough of her content on Instagram and off Instagram. Her website's incredible. Her name is Dr. Veronica Eo, and I found her after I started researching a topic that has really been in the ether for the past few months for me, and that is fair play. If you don't know what Fair Play is, it is a book that came out of, gosh, like six months ago, maybe more, and it kind of just spread like wildfire. I think it became Reese's book club pick. Like it just, it was freaking everywhere. I kept hearing it, Fair Play, Fair Play, Fair Play. There's a deck of cards that comes with it. And I thought, what the heck is this Fair Play thing? It's everywhere. I'm in a women's circle that meets once a month and we convene and we talk about our feelings in a safe, judgment-free space. Highly recommend starting one if you don't already have one. It's been totally life-changing for me. Anyway, one of the women in the circle is a mom and she was describing this book and this deck of cards that she had gotten for her marriage called Fair Play. And she was describing it. And I was going, this is for so much more than people with kids or people who are running a family. Like everybody needs to be doing this. Roommates, friends, um, partners, who do not have kids, same gender partners, like people who aren't married, even though the language of the book and full disclosure, I have not read the book, but I've heard so much about it at this point. I feel confident discussing it. So much of the language that I've read that comes from the book is kind of gendered and it is heteronormative. And so, you know, grain of salt However, the ideas are universal. So here's what fair play is. And Dr. EO is going to talk us through all of this, but this is just the top level stuff. So basically fair play is a system where you take every possible task in that it takes to run a household or run a like system of relationships and 
each task has a card and you sit with your partner, your colleague, whomever, and you go card by card and you say, okay, what season of life are we in? Which cards are in play? Like what cards are we using currently? And whose responsibility is each of these cards? And you literally go through like, okay, you know, this person is, is taking care of these things. This person's taking care of these things. And by the end of this deck of cards, you see, wow, one person in this partnership has a lot more cards. They are taking a lot more of the mental, emotional, physical load than the other partner, or maybe it's evenly distributed, but one partner might feel that they're drowning because they have a different job or they are more involved in childcare or they have an ailing parent that they care for separately. Like you, you don't, it, it can be very, um, you know, it's supposed to be specific to each relationship and each family system, but it is really revolutionary. It's such a simple idea, but it's so revolutionary to me. And I wanted someone to come on who was an expert in this. So Dr. Veronica Eo is an LCSW in Los Angeles. She specializes in working with mothers, both new and seasoned, in navigating the challenges of parenthood. But she is a certified fair play facilitator. So what she does is she actively works with her clients to implement fair play into their therapy so that they can create more equity in their relationships and help people give each other space for professional and personal goals. And Dr. Veronica has worked with clients throughout different stages of life, but she really is um, specifically working a lot with mothers and mothers of color after she became a mom and she noticed a lack of representation in therapists during her personal healing journey. I couldn't be more grateful that she's on to talk about fair play with us. Um, before we get into the conversation, I want to say this. There is so much more that goes into running a business than actually running a business. <laughs> The energy that you have for work is so dependent on being able to talk about your mental health and support yourself. It's not just about giving yourself time for a bubble bath once in a while or a mani-pedi. It's about real conversations, getting real support from your partner or from others in your life so that you have this space to create to achieve those professional and personal goals so that you have an identity separate from your family system so that you can better serve your family system. That is really where I'm coming from. So I really just am so grateful. Again, please give a warm, warm, warm welcome to Dr. Veronica Eo. And also please follow her on Instagram because as I said, I slid into her DMs as soon as I found her and was like, you, you're the one I want to talk to because she simplifies everything and breaks it down in such a basic, understandable, digestible, bite-sized way. I just, I can't say enough good things about her. So you're going to love her. 
Here she is, Dr. Veronica Eo. Dr. Veronica, thank you so much for being here on Find Your Magic. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about talk with you and then also just to talk about all things fair play. Yay! Yes, so let's start there. I would love for you to just give people who haven't heard of fair play or who have like seen it on Instagram but don't fully understand what it is. Can you just give the people an idea? What is fair play? Why does it matter? What's going on with it right now? Why is it everywhere? <laughs> it's everywhere for a good reason. Um, and one of it, so just basis of it, fair play really is, it's a system uh, that very much values and views the home as our most important organization. So if we're talking about the context of like when we go to work, Right. Like, let's say I'm going to pick. Oh, I'm not going to pick a therapist job because that looks different. But let's pick like an <laughs> office job that you yeah. go to to give the contact. Right. You go to work and, you know, your job description. Right. You know, the things that you need to do to be successful in your job. Right. And usually it should for a healthy organization. Your job description should match the mission or the values of the company. Signs of a good organization. All right. Mm. There's that. And so. Now, I know some people can struggle to be like, well, my home is not a business, but it's an organization. It really is, right? And we all play a role in it. Now, Fair Play initially was meant for, um, like, for example, two parents, right? So if you read the book, um, you will hear a lot of stories of one husband, one or male partner, and one female partner. Since then, it's really evolved and changed and with just more conversations of like single parents, um, co-parenting, um, very much same-sex couple, just so much there that has come with it. But, yes. but to put the outline, it's like the people in this system know what are the things that they need to do, right? My job description, I need to know what I need to do to match the values and of my home, right? Mm. Um, and so what Fair Play does is it gives us an opportunity to, one, have a shared language, right? Sometimes we hear the term of like office talk, right? You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like we share the language of working at this office or like if you're, you're a doctor, right, and you work at a hospital, there's a shared language there. Even for myself as a therapist, there's a shared language that I share with other therapists, right? What we're saying is let's give you Fair Play. Let's give you shared tools and language to talk about your organization, a misconception about fair play is that it's a chore list. Like it's like divvying up the chores and all that. But that's not what it is. Really what it is, is yes, there are chores in there. We're not going to lie, right? There, this, it's there. But what we're doing is, for example, let's think of dishes, right? You and I, I don't, you know, I'm going to assume we wash dishes differently and have different ideas of what clean means or not clean. Right. Yeah. That's okay. Mm -hmm. That's okay. All right. But see, we don't go in to go into a partnership thinking about that. We don't talk <laughs> about that. We don't sit down and I'm like, okay, so for me, a clean dish is me putting it in the sink and then I push the water and then I scrub it and then I rinse the water. Uh, I mean, the soap and all that off. And then I put it in the drying rack. There are some people who, when the stuff are in the drying rack, they just gotta wipe it down right away. Like that's part of their system that they grew up with. Or there are people who are like, nah, dishes. We don't throw them in the dishwasher. We're just gonna rinse them all and put them in the dishwasher and run it 
at night in the morning? When are we going to rent it? Like having these conversations about that, right? But that's not what happens. What happens is we end up arguing about you do it wrong. You <laughs> need to do it this way. And, it, and it's dishes, right? Right. When you talk about fair play, you have a dish card, right? There's, it's there. And you really say, okay, why is washing dishes or having clean dishes important for our home? Mm. Right? Why is it? Now, you might say, well, no, duh, you need to have clean dishes. But that's not true. There are people who don't wash dishes. They use um, disposable because it's in the season of life that they're in right now, they can't manage that right now, which is fine. Totally fine. But we got to talk about the system that we're in. Mm -hmm. And what's the why behind it? Well, I'll pick for myself. I have three kids. I have a husband. It's a full house, y'all. It's loud. And there's just so much (laughs) of eating of food and all that stuff. The why is, well, side note, I love washing dishes. So this is actually never a point of argument for me. I got a whole song. But for a typical person, I'm going to say not everybody loves it the way that I do. Right? Well, I want to have clean dishes available to be able to feed my kids food and be able to sit down and share these memories together. Mm. But then there are more complex things. It's not just about dishes. It's holiday cards. Are we going to send holiday cards as a home organization? Is that a value that we have? What about when we change jobs? We're considering perhaps jumping back into the workforce or stepping out of the workforce. That's a transition that we need to talk about, right? Mm. And so fair play, what it is, is it, Eve, Eve Brodsky, the one who founded it, did extensive research about what are the common things that happen in a home to, to make it successful, to make it thrive in the way that everyone in their field, like they're meeting their expectations. Yeah. So I say holiday cards, you probably weren't thinking about that, right? Like, And right now, I'm not thinking about holiday cards because it's <laughs> <laughs> but that card is going to be in play come November. Yeah. Right? For us, because holiday cards are important. Now, if they're not important to you, that's fine. We'll throw it on the deck, but we, we don't have to talk about it. Yeah. And I imagine that a lot of those topics, like you said, ones that you might not necessarily be thinking about simply because it wasn't, it's not important to you or it wasn't important to your original family system, right? Like, unless we have an opportunity to talk about why that might be important to a partner or to someone else in our family or to our child, like we, it it gives an opportunity for people to have the conversations in the first place, because, you know, and I'm sure you have a really great perspective on this because you're a therapist, but most family systems don't sit down and have check-ins or Mm -hmm. um, intentional conversations about things and what ends up happening often anecdotally I hear and in my own life this has happened little resentments start to build up wow all of my friends are sending holiday cards but we don't does that mean that like what does that mean and just like little little resentments and Mm -hmm. then it builds and it builds and it builds and then fights right? And nothing really gets resolved because it's not, it's discussed as a holiday card instead of, you know, this thing is kind of important to me and I would really appreciate your support. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what does that support look like in this season right now? Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that I really appreciate about Fair Play is it's not only does it give us 
uh, a broad view of all the things that we do to keep our family functioning and, and, you know, doing the things that we want to do. But one of the things when I work with clients talking about this is very much acknowledging what season are we in right now? So mm-hmm. if I have it played right now, the for my child, it doesn't matter how many children you're at, okay? Your child <laughs> at the first year of life, right? That's a huge transition. I'm not sending no holiday cards. Or perhaps <laughs> I am, but it's going to look different. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're, we're acknowledging, and, and that's something that I, it, it's inviting a conversation, right? And I love that you said the word about checking in, right? Because when I introduce her play with couples, first thing, we, we do the deck of cards, all right? We, we got the deck of cards and we look at it and we say, okay, what are the cards that are in play right now? Not the cards that you want to be in play because mm-hmm. that sometimes happens. We're like, well, I want to do these things. Cool. But we learn in a new system. So we got to start where we're at right now, all right? Oh, I like right that. Here. Thinking of it, coming to it with a beginner mind of I mm-hmm. we're learning a new system together, right? Because I can imagine mm-hmm. that, there's a lot of, um, and I, I would know nothing about this, but like some control issues, perhaps, maybe. <laughs> Myself included. Myself included, right? But the idea is, okay, if we're going to use this system, we have to acknowledge what we were doing before wasn't working. Yeah. It, it wasn't working. Yeah. So let's try this new system of being able to do that. Right. Let's look at our cards. Let's establish where we're at right now. And then more importantly, which is the most tedious part of fair play, I a thousand percent agree, but it is, is when we go through each card and say, find out what is our why behind the cards? Like, why is this important for our home and our, you know, home organization or for partners? But also, what is the minimum standard of care? That's kind of the MSC mm. that we talk about. What is the minimum that we need to do to have this task completed? Right? And why we emphasize on the minimum? Mm. I will speak for myself. I am a overachiever to the most. Like I just am, like it's just there. Something like motherhood that really humbled me had to be different, right? But the the thing that happens sometimes is when we look at, let's talk, we talked about uh, dishes, right? Mm -hmm you and I may have different ideas of what it means to have the dishes clean, right? But we need to have a conversation of what is the minimum that we need to do for it to say, check this task with us, right? Mm. This doesn't mean that like, all right, we're just going to give up. Like, this is it. No, no, no. We're introducing a new system. We're going to check in every week to come back and be like, all right, how are we doing? Hmm. You know, we can raise the minimum standard of care. We can lower the minimum standard of care. It's a fluid system, right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about dishes and you and I, I'm going to get, we're going to be dishwashing a couple, right? You're going to say, rinse dishes, put them in the dishwasher correctly, right? Correctly, none of this uh, cups up, no cups go down. <laughs> right? I have to say this, so that's, that's the whole point of attention too. Right? Do all that, right? And then we need to establish when are we going to run it. So perhaps for you and I, we say, okay, we'll run it at the end of the day. After dinner, we put all the dishes that we can, not stuff it, no overstuffing it. We're going to put it in. But this is, okay, this is exactly the point, right? Is like, never do we get into the minutia of this. We only 
passive aggressively, historically, maybe say, mm, um, honey, did you load the dishwasher? Did you run the dishwasher? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You did it wrong. You did right? it wrong. This isn't how. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So having and- these conversations of like, what does overstuffed look like? Do we like, which way do the dishes, dishes face? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then we, we establish it and then we're going to try it out for a week. Right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm holding a cart of dishes, I need you with, cause you said that you have control issues, right? A little <laughs> bit of control there. Don't be telling me, don't be telling me that yeah, I need to trust. do it. Like it's not, we're, we're, this is the biting of the tongue. We're going to trust it. Because mm-hmm. what happens is if you keep telling me over and over, why do I want to keep doing it? Here's the card. You do yeah. it. Then. Yeah. Right? But then you're overwhelmed. But then you're overwhelmed. You don't, because you're like, I have all these cards. I have all these things that I'm doing. Yeah. Right? I've got the laundry card. Like that's its yeah. own thing. Yeah, totally. So right. what would mm-hmm. you... Is that there must be, because I have not read the book, full disclosure, I'm dying to, um, but I, is there space for like claiming tasks that you feel that you are better at, or that maybe you even enjoy doing? Like you said, you enjoy dishes um, versus tasks that, you know, like not my zone of genius, right? Yes. So there is room for that. However, Right. We're talking about an organization. Mm-hmm. Not one person in an organization does all the things all the time. Right. So right. If we're working for a big place. Right. There's not going to just be one therapist that only sees all the, the clients. Right. We're going to mm-hmm. have multiple therapists that can do my job. Right. Mm-hmm. That can share in this. For couples that are perhaps sharing children, like we have children together, mm-hmm. this is a morbid thought, but I'm going to say it out loud. That's okay. The question that comes up is, all right, yeah, I'm good at doing these things. And that's great that you're good at it. But you also need to make sure that your partner can do those things too. Because what happens if one of you passes? Mm. What happens, right? Yeah. Now it's very so morbid. It, it's very morbid, but it's the thought of, one person should hold everything in an organization now if you don't right. share kids that's not the it's not the end all be all but it's the same thing right yeah so even though i love washing dishes i really do i don't hold it all the time we mm-hmm. switch it because that's how we continue to check our system right if i always hold the dishes card i'm gonna have my way that i'm gonna do it and i'm not gonna see no flaw in it right, right. Because this is how i do it but then I have my husband, right? He does it. Perhaps he sees a flaw in the thing. Perhaps he sees, you know what? I'm noticing that perhaps it would be better to run the dishwasher in the morning instead of at night because this is, you know, we're doing kids swim lessons and we're doing all this craziness stuff. Like perhaps we just switch up our system, right? Mm -hmm. So if everyone has a chance to hold the card at different times, we all know how to do the things to run our organization in a healthy way. Does that make mm, sense? Yeah. So it's about that finding space to check in. And I love what you said about what season are we in, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it might make more sense for somebody to hold the card during a certain season versus a different, right? Like mm-hmm. a brand new mom is going to not be able to hold mm-hmm. any cards maybe for a little while. I, I hope so. That's not yeah. the case, but yes, I hope so. Right. But, right. but in that, it's like, we're just, we're, we're acknowledging that. And then the, I, I emphasize. So the part of a season piece 
that's me talking as a therapist. Yes. Um, but I integrated into fair play. And it's because we're already tough on ourselves. Like mm-hmm. we are so conditioned our thoughts to go to the negative. Like we just, we're, we're, we're just are. Well, and that's so- actually a brain thing, right? That's a neurobiology. Mm-hmm. We, it's called negativity bias for any, I told yeah. you I was a nerd. <laughs> If anybody doesn't know negativity bias, it's something actually in our brains. We can't really help it. Um, We remember negative things. Like I remember only the questions on the driver's test that I missed. Um, Mm -hmm. Like we remember, yeah, we, we internalize negative things and we look for Uh, things to confirm negative beliefs more than we look for positive things or things to confirm positive beliefs. So yes, we're very hard on ourselves. Plus we have negativity bias. Yes. And then we're hard on the people, right? We, We hold our expectations there. And so why often I'll say like the season that you're in, because the season can change, y'all. I mean, for us, we live here in LA, we had rain for like six weeks and then we had the sun for like two days and then it was rain. I didn't even know what state I lived in because this is not California. (laughs) Same. What was that? We were depressed. We were straight up depressed. I'm in Santa Barbara, so I'm just a little north of you. It's, it was such a weird like wet post-holiday, just gloom right there with yeah. you. Yeah. And our street and so, flooded. <laughs> oh man, that sucks. Yeah, no, it was bad, right? And so the season changed, right? From one week to the other. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't all raining all the time. It changes. Mm-hmm. And then it was sunny. And it's not going to be sunny all the time either. And then it's going to change, right? Mm-hmm. And if we can acknowledge even just it doesn't have to be like on a check-in each time but it just on a consistent basis like where am I right now what's the season that we're in right now mm-hmm. right? for me I'll pick the last two weeks my kids have been sick let me rephrase that I got sick first which was a big I was doubt I've never been that sick oh. but I was down right cool sucks then the kids got sick right Mm-hmm. So a lot of the extra stuff that we have in play, we had to be like, no, this is totally survival mode. Yeah. Right. Because it's a season, we're in a season of sickness right now. Mm-hmm. I know when we think of seasons, we think like, I know big, like long times, but sure. no, it doesn't have to be the three months of winter or the, you know. Three I love of- that. Oh, I love that, Veronica. I love the idea that seasons can be like a week long or even a day long. Mm-hmm. I really like that. that I've never thought it. of it that way. <laughs> yeah. You're so right. You're so white. You're so right. It's just weather. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, and then I don't know where we got this weather in Southern California, but all right, they can take it back. Whoever brought it here and take it back. All those but, people leaving Seattle getting us. <laughs> yeah, stay over there. <laughs> so I want you to be happy because I understand that it's very depressing. To say, like I get it, but you just we just passed it up. But again, because this is a season that we've been in, you know, like I'm not yes. looking forward to the rain that's going to come on Thursday and Friday. Oh Why God. is it? It's just, it is. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, that really is fair play. It really is one of the things that I say is like, all right, we have our cards. We're going to establish our why, establish our minimum standard of care. Mm -hmm. We're going to divvy up the cards among each other. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go out and play. We're going to go out and do it. And then next week, in a week, let's check in. How was that? 
and yeah. that was awful. That's okay. Cool. Cool. What can we change different? Or of course, let's rotate cards. Yeah. And then uh, we just do this. Keep trying again over and over until it becomes a system that has worked for your family. Yeah. What yeah. would you say to someone who is like, this sounds great. I have no idea how to bring this up in my family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to do this, but I don't know how to bridge that conversation. Well, two things. Well, one, if you read the book, there's uh, examples in there. Or mm. I do recommend the audiobook, by the way. Um, I really love Eve e reads it. And the way that she reads it is very easy to follow because you know some audiobooks are not like like that totally uh just i love audiobooks like that 1.25 speed perfect (laughs) um yeah so just saying a lot it's Eve's voice and she has a very good like reading voice to kind of do all that um so there's examples there but i would really really just hone in on like hey hun or hey roommate or hey family member whatever Mm -hmm. what we're doing isn't working. I really would like to try this out. I, mm-hmm. I haven't heard much about it. I just heard it on this podcast where I like it's all over uh, social media. Hey, all right, can we can we try this system? From what I heard in the podcast, it seems like it's just cars and talking and stuff like that. But let, let's give it a go. Yeah. Your partner can always say no. I will say the first few times that I invited my partner, he said no. Now I will say, um, I did not say it in that way. Uh, (laughs) My invitation was not like that. It was very much like you are not doing it. We weren't using those I statements, Dr. Veronica. No, no, no. I was in the throes. Uh, postpartum I was like we need to do something different we yeah. need to, it was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. but that's fine we try to get so sometimes you may need to invite someone several times yeah um and I can imagine okay. that that feels like a, a extra mental load too of like it well is. I'm gonna read this book is my partner gonna read the book like mm-hmm. that yeah yeah it I is want to acknowledge is. that yeah it, and it and it is I will most of the time that people reach out to me or, um, you know, reach out to a facilitator, it is one partner who has read more about it and has thought into it and wants to apply it into our lives, mm-hmm. which is why I really appreciate that now um, there are fair play facilitators that are able to help bridge this conversation. Yeah. Because when I think of when I first read fair play, um, well, anyways, I didn't read it the first time I heard it in audiobook as I was like, pushing my child around the rose bowl like getting so mad so serious <laughs> oh mom uh, like said, it, was, it was just just like it was just a whole thing <laughs> there wasn't a facilitator there, there wasn't there wasn't a facilitator to help like bridge that conversation because i am in an emotional state and so is your partner or the other person on the other side yes. right because they perhaps are both of you are perhaps very used to hearing all the things that you're doing wrong Mm. so one of the beautiful things that i really appreciate about the working with a facilitator is here you have someone that is guiding those questions for you Mm. and is able to help with that right Mm -hmm. um and it doesn't have to be a long-term thing like typically when i work with with couples honestly if they like 
want someone to explain it. I always, it's very typical that it is like the wife that calls me and then the husband is like, I don't know why I'm here. Mm. I'm like, all right, cool, 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 cool. Then you, well, you hear a little bit of my personality, but I try to keep it really simple. And I'm like, we got to do something different. Mm. Let's just do this. Yeah. And once they get going, they don't need me no more. Like I, literally mm. four to six sessions is like it. Cause it's really what you're doing is you're trying again over and over again. Right. Yeah. Like I'm showing you the tool. I'm walking you through doing it one time and yeah. doing it two times perhaps. And then you go out and try it and you come back. Like I'm a coach, right? Totally. And I think that there's such a beautiful thing to acknowledge in this of like, it's ever evolving. There's mm-hmm. no like right way. And then you do it that way. And forever it's fixed, right? Mm-hmm. It, that says that's not a thing. It's going to evolve. It's going to change. It's more about, it seems, it's more about an awareness of A, what the different tasks are in running this organization. Maybe also about be feeling seen if you're the person holding the card and feeling trusted if you're the person holding the card. Like it's about so much more than, as you said, like a chore list. I do have a question from someone on Instagram who is in a same-sex partnership. What would you, uh, what kind of advice or um, just, you know, thoughts would you have on someone in a same-gendered partnership who is going through fair play? Is there much of a difference? Like, is it just getting past gendered language in the book? It is getting past, past gendered language in the book. We're going to name it. It's there. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, but then also, I think it's identifying who is the default person that does most of these tasks, mm. right? So who, if you're a parent, who's the default parent? If you're don't have kids, like who is, who does this fall kind of to? Because there is, there's going to be someone that that's there. And one of the yeah. ways to kind of do it, if you're like, oh no, we do things equally and all that stuff, because that does happen, doesn't matter the gender that does come up. And it's like, all right, cool. Let's break out a deck. They're on Amazon, y'all. All right. They're not, they're <laughs> super cute. They're not hard they're to like, get. <laughs> they're not hard to get. And if you really want, go on Google. Google it. <laughs> Get them out, yeah. yeah we'll even out. put a link in the show notes. We're gonna make it so easy. Look, right? I got people because people get creative with this. Some people don't even want to do the cards. They got this whole system. It's a whole thing. It's a whole language about it. Right? Mm. I want you to go through the cards, and I want you to say, okay, what are the things that we do in our home? Lay them out. There's a hundred cards, but not a hundred cards are always on in play, right? So put them out. See what it is, and then honestly. Want to the say which ones I have, then one which which cards do you have? Mm, now, like separate them into two piles. Default yeah. parent, default parent, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or default. And partner. I will say, yeah, and I will even say, if you're like, no, 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 we share these tasks. Fine, make a third pile of these shared tasks. I'm there, okay. I'm, I hear it. I see it there. Cool. But then I want you to go through the shared task and who is looking the last week? Who is the one who has done those tasks? I like that. It, it sort of eliminates that. Well, I always or you never, 
right? It's like, no, sometimes you do, but who mostly in recent history, like one or two weeks has been the default person. I really like this shorter seasons idea. Um, Okay. Other question, because you mentioned both single parents and co-parenting. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about single parents, because I can imagine that would be incredibly overwhelming and you would feel quite alone. So how can single parents use ideas in fair play to help them run better systems? Well, uh, so single parents want you to do the same thing. I want you to look at the cards, right? Pull them out. Which are the ones that are in play? See the fair play play Mm -hmm. right now, right? Yeah. All right. Cool. See them which are there, right? It's a way of, again, shared organization about you and like the whole method in general. Mm-hmm. And also Fair Play is also moving towards, um, I think the campaign is called Closing the Chore Gap. Also, like, how do we delegate to third graders and up? Like mm-hmm. these tasks to get them up because they're part of our home organization and it's not sure. about chores. That will make sense, right? Separate thing. But if you want that, that's also uh, available on that. And then from the things that you do, right, there are cards on there if if it may, if it's available for you based on um, your income or stuff like that, what what things can we outsource, right? Hmm. So if your child is not at school age yet, right, are they in a child care center, right? Or perhaps is your parent watching them or somebody watching them? That's cool. Then that card, the way that you share it is you have to be aligned with what's happening with whoever is caring for your kid, mm-hmm. right? What is the minimum standard of care that works for your organization, your home, right? And is that person meeting that or that child care meeting that, right? It's a way of taking the mental load of all the things that you need to do out of your head and in the card. So mm, we're that's yourself. so valuable. Can you repeat that? Taking it out of your head? And, and I don't even know what I said. Taking it out of your head and being able to look at the cards right there and having yeah. a place where you can, again, have an overview of this is my organization. There's something so magical that happens when you see almost anything on paper instead of mm-hmm. having it in your brain. I especially like, I call it the ticker tape. That's just like running, 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 running. Like I have to do this, 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 and this, and this, and I have to remember about it. Like, Trying to remember a to-do list is a fool's game. I have to put it on paper. I have to write it down. Um, But it also is like ideas, right? There's just that ticker tape. And if you can get the ticker tape out of your head and onto paper, then you're literally freeing up mental space, emotional space to fill with other things like creativity and productivity and presence. There's so much that is not able to happen if you have this like low level anxiety or ticker tape. I would love Dr. Veronica, if we could also touch on unique challenges for families of color and especially women of color. I think that that's something that hasn't been talked about as much. And that's something that I know you specialize in. So can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, I mean, and we can even talk about it in relation to fair play because I get yeah. a lot of people that are coming to me and, will, and I will speak honestly. They're like, what is this white woman talking about? This is not how we did things. This yeah. is not, what is this? All right, and I'm like, cool. I thought the same thing, all right? I thought the same thing, right? Mm. But the thing is, whether you're coming to therapy, whether you're coming to fair play, you need to look at, take with what works for you and what doesn't, 
Mm-hmm. Now, yes, well, I will speak as a person of color. This is not perhaps the way that we sat down and talked about divvying up our stuff and the things that are important for our organization and just having this shared language. Right? What part of your shared language of the way that you do things worked? And can we integrate it into the work that we're doing here? Right. Mm, yeah, and 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 I think just acknowledging that there's going to be some obstacles that are going to be in it. For myself, I will speak frankly. I am married to a Mexican man, so Mexicans are known for the machismo, right? This <laughs> sharing of the load. Yeah, no, there's no example of that, right? Yeah, run things differently. Right? Yeah, thankfully he's also a therapist. I will say that that makes it a little bit easier. But um, we did have to have conversations about like, okay, culturally, like this is just not what we grew up with. And it sometimes can feel very like an uphill battle to mm-hmm. not only talk about it ourselves because we have our own barriers, but then everybody got opinions about what it is that you're doing. Everyone has something that they got to say. Everyone's <laughs> an expert and doesn't acknowledge the stuff that didn't work, right? Yeah. And we had to find safe spaces for us to be able to talk about that too. Safe spaces. I think that that is huge. It sounds so simple, but it's actually quite complicated. Not just finding safe spaces, but creating safe spaces and co-creating safe spaces with our partners and our people. It's, uh, It's probably the most overlooked piece of the puzzle for me in my life experience of like, how do I make sure, (laughs) how do I like leave behind what doesn't work? And as you said, honor what did and what does in order to co-create that safe space. Because one of my best friends is black, he's gay. And he was, he has told me on many occasions, like therapy was not a thing absolutely not a thing for him and his community. And like, he really struggled with coming out because they just didn't have, as you said, like language or safety. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you for, for your perspective and for sharing that, like creating, I think if like keeping that at the forefront of like, how can I create a safe space or how can I create a space where I feel safe, like little by little? Yeah. Yeah. And I will even, you know, tying it back also to fair play, right? One of the cards that's also in play is uh, adult friendships, mm-hmm. uh, self-care and your unicorn space. Right. So it's not all about the home. Also, you got to take care of you. Yeah. Right. And figuring out, like, and if you're like, well, I don't have a lot of friends, that's cool. We're going to go make some. Yeah. I know I will say, I get it. It is so hard to make friends as an adult. Like, it is there. It's a challenge. But it's a challenge that really is worth it Mm -hmm. to have people in your corner that you know are cheering for you. And even if they're cheering for you, is calling you out. When you're not doing what you should be doing, or, yeah. you know, yes, friendship. you need that. We do need that. We are people are not meant to 
be alone. I mean, we can hear, I mean, I feel like that's something that's coming up of just loneliness, feelings of loneliness and depression mm. have really risen post-COVID pandemic. Oh yeah, now I can say we're post-COVID, right? Yes, officially, like, like today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, there you go. I'm like, I don't say. Thank God. Like, <laughs> so then, you know, we're alone mm. for a long time. And it's not just like at the onset, like, there was a lot of things that happened during the pandemic that just like, you know, we didn't know who we could talk to about things that we were seeing on the news or, you know, <sighs> stuff like that. And so, you know, okay, that that is there and we can grieve that. But what are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. There are so many people in this world. We need friendship. Yeah. One or two. We don't need to have a gang of friends. Like, to be honest, we don't have time to keep up with that many people. <laughs> I would love to actually, if you guys are listening to this and thinking like, wow, I'd love to know more about female friendships. There's this um, person I follow on Instagram and TikTok. Her name is Danielle Jackson. I think she has another name in the middle. It might be Danielle Baird Jackson, but I'm going to, I'm going to find her. She is a friendship coach and her, she is a black woman. She is incredible the way that she breaks down like high value female friendships and honesty, like being able to be honest and safe is like number one, right? Who are the one to three people with whom you can be honest and safe? And that's what you want to cultivate. I'll put her information down in the show notes as well. She's, I love, love, love her stuff. Like honest talk about female friendships because it's not all sisterhood of the traveling pants. Okay. (laughs) It, it's not it's not that was a great book though and I really bought into it you know but I can see yeah. your Harry Potter books behind you so I'm like she's I know she's a fellow book nerd no. this is great yes I am I am a hard hardcore right so uh yeah you know and then so it, it's like acknowledging that and I think that's the same thing also right I love that you mentioned like this is the hood of the traveling pants or like we have these examples of like in books or in movies of like these things just happen right, right. Not just friendships but like just our relationships in general and like we all right off into something and are all happy and that's not the truth no. there's some work in it and so well and we also it makes me think about fair play too like there are certain friends with whom i know like i'm gonna have to be the one that plans the thing or I'm going to be the one who brings a gift and they probably won't. Or, you know, there, it, like it, it translates to all relationships, really. And I think for friendships, just in the way that I'm thinking about this, and I'm totally spitballing here because, you know, again, have not read the book, but That's it makes fair. me it makes me feel validated of like, just acknowledging, okay, certain friends are for certain things and I can't expect without communicating like, Hey, I I would like this from you. If I don't communicate that, then why on earth (laughs) should I expect that to be returned in a friendship? So yeah, partnerships, spouses, friendships, relationships with children, relationships with parents, caregivers, just a new way of thinking. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is such a great healing conversation. Thank you, Dr. Veronica. Any last, oh, any last thoughts before we log off? I think I would just 
completely say i mean i will say i am biased i do drink the fair play kool-aid right i'm confused his word i'm gonna admit it i'm gonna admit it like that's just what it is right? good own it i love but it i i will say like i think perhaps like if you're thinking like i don't know if this would work like i don't know look at the look at in the instagram right for so fair play life or at you know don't call me on what it the little thing your is, instagram but, you put so oh, many resources yeah so so just and the thing is is why why i say these things is like see when there's so many people that have different ways of interpreting it and the way that they apply it and if you're looking like i don't know if there would be a, a thing let's just start there you already go spend time on your phone you already there let's just admit <laughs> it we are there let's do that or if you're like one of the few that does not not into it, there's a documentary on Hulu. It, it's 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 not just on Hulu. I think it's on most streaming sites where mm. we can learn about fair play and see it. Because some people are not like reading people. Some people do not like to yeah. do that. Fine. Let's get a big idea about it. I tried to do that in this conversation, but it, it also will say like maybe perhaps you need to see the documentary to do yeah. that. Um, or see people on the different resources that, that are there, like in Fair Play, or different facilitators. Right now, they're doing like a, every Friday, a facilitator comes up to talk about different things related uh, to Fair Play. Love and that. so, if that's the case, like just see, see, see what it is. You know, you don't need to jump in and be like, I need to go buy the books right now. I need to buy the cards. We're going to start there, y'all. Like the, beautiful, the beauty of social media. Um, totally. And that's just what I would kind of say. Like, just check it out. Right? Yeah, and dip your toe in. One <laughs> toe. Like, it's all right. Yeah, get it. And, the, you know, and then kind of go from there, you know, um, because whatever system that you're looking to use as a society, as a whole, like people, we do need to work on the way that we communicate, not just with others, but even just with ourselves about what are the things that we need, what is our why. For those things mm. and most of us don't walk around doing that it's very much something that's taught and so fair play is one of those ways to really do that so yeah that is it love that thank you so much for being here dr veronica where can people find you connect with you interact with you in the world wide web <laughs> Well, I got my Instagram at Dr. Veronica EO, where you can see like just the different posts that I have. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I'm more active than others, but the information is still there, y'all. All right. And still come up. Um, definitely there. And there you'll find like my website or my email. I do not typically respond to DMs. So the email is definitely the best way to get That's me good to know. Yes. Um, but yeah. That's kind of the way to find me and just hear more about it. I am looking forward to continuing to talk more about fair play um, and, and stuff as it continues to grow. So Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I'm feeling super inspired. I'm going to download the audiobook right after this. There you go. Love <laughs> and, it. And uh, my partner and I are going to be playing a card game <laughs> soon. <laughs> get ready honey okay <laughs> thanks everybody for being here for this episode of find your magic all of dr veronica's links are in the show notes below take good care this week all right y'all know i'm about to ask you to subscribe to find your magic on apple podcasts 
Spotify, or wherever you found us today. It truly helps podcasters pay their teams, find better guests, and give you good content. So if you want to hear more conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship, be sure to subscribe to Find Your Magic and leave us a review. Thanks for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.